Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Horsham. This message is by Colin Urquhart. As many of you know, it's been my privilege over over 50 years of ministry to be involved with, to be part of a number of really significant moves of God, times of revival, times of great blessing. And before every one of those major times when the Spirit of God moves in sovereign power and we see such amazing fruitfulness, hundreds sometimes coming to the Lord every week. It's difficult to imagine that, isn't it? But that's the kind of thing that the Holy Spirit has done in the history of kingdom faith and is going to do again in the history of kingdom faith. So many amazing miracles of healing and, and so on. God, there's no limit to what God is able to do. But before every major time like that, I've always had a significant encounter with God. I say I stroke we, those who uh, have been with me and part of the ministry at those particular times, obviously have shared in the blessing or whatever it is that God has done. And I know in these last weeks and months, God has been building up to what we call this breakthrough and breakout and coming into the spacious place of harvest that Pastor Clive has spoken about and others also. And I believe we're in the place of faith of believing that this is going to become reality, not just some vague promise of what God will do sometime in the distant future, but that these things are imminent. And so I've known, okay, Lord, I need that sovereign meeting with you, uh, knowing that that is something I can't engineer, nobody can engineer, God has to do it in his way and his time. And often he does it at times when you don't expect it and ways that you don't necessarily expect. At the end of our three weeks of prayer that launched this new year, on the last of the encounter evenings, we had a very powerful time here. Those of you uh, who were here will know the, the sense of the presence of, of God was very strong amongst us. And it was an evening when we were crying out to God and, and I, was, I was in desperate mode because I've learned that God really moves when you get to the point of desperation and you realize that uh, he has got to do what he's promised. And, and you're at that point where you're praying, uh, not nice prayers, but you're praying really aggressively with everything you've got. And that night I was saying to God, I cannot be denied. I cannot be denied. 
that what you have said and what you have promised has got to become reality. And that was contagious, at least with, with some people in the body and, and certainly with the students and the team as we've continued to seek God and to meet with God morning by morning uh, at Rofi. And on Friday, there was a particularly strong time of worship, of, of prayer. It's difficult to divide the two because the two go together at times like that. There would have been 50, 60 of us, team and students, but the noise in the room was amazing. It was, everybody was just going full on for Jesus. And I saw the Lord. in the midst of all that. I've known that it would happen in a time like that. But I saw the Lord. There's a sense in which I've been waiting for that. Because you, you cannot conjure up that kind of moment. And that's why it's been so important for us to really seek God in this way, because the scripture says, when you seek me with your whole heart, you will find me. And uh, that I believe is what we have been doing in these last weeks. What happened is this, previously, that morning, in the early months, many of you know I do a lot of my praying in the very early morning. And I often use the 150 uh, themes from the Truth Version, which is available at the bookshop afterwards. Because <laughs> uh, this is a wonderful resource in prayer. When God is speaking to me about any particular subject, I will often pray through all the scriptures uh, that are in, uh, in this book because then you get a rounded view of that particular subject, but also uh, it gives God the opportunity to speak these things afresh into your heart, and faith comes from hearing the word of God. So early on Friday morning, I was praying through Job 11. Now what I didn't know until yesterday when he told me is that a couple of weeks or a few weeks ago, Pastor Clive actually preached on this passage here. I, I was unaware of that because I was preaching somewhere else that morning. I'm going to read it from the truth version because that's the version I was using. It's from Job chapter 11. If you open your heart to him and stretch out your hands to him in prayer, if you turn away from the sins you have been committing, and allow nothing ungodly in your house, then surely you can look to the Lord without shame. You can be confident and not fear the outcome. Then you will forget your troubles. They will be as water that has already passed under the bridge. Then your life will be filled with light brighter than the noonday sun, and your darkness will give way to a new dawn. You will feel secure, for now you have hope. 
No matter what goes on around you, you can rest in safety. When you lie down, you will not be in fear of anyone. Instead, many will look to you for favor. So I was hearing what the Lord was saying to me through that, but there was one uh, phrase there that seemed to strike a particular chord at that moment. Uh, And that was where it says that you will forget your troubles. They will be as water that has already passed under the bridge. Now, I'm sure that all of you, um, especially those of you that were brought up before computer games, uh, have, when when you were kids, uh, thrown, stood on a bridge and thrown a stick into the water and then you've raced over to the other side of the bridge to see the stick come out the other side. And you may have even had competition with your friends or family members as to whose stick is going to come out first on the other side. But you know what it is to stand on a bridge and see water passing under the bridge from one side to the other. So, I mean, I just found that was a good word. Yes, Lord, I thank you that our troubles and pass away uh, under the bridge and then they go downstream and you see them no more because what this scripture is reminding us of is that water that passes under a bridge can't pass under it again that once it's passed under the bridge, it is gone forever. So that was just what happened in my prayer time. Then when I was at the eight o'clock and everybody was just really going for God, suddenly I had this vision. A vision is is not just a picture, it's not just a prophetic picture, it's like a movie that unfolds before you. And I saw myself standing on a bridge. And as I looked upstream, the water was polluted, it was dirty. And floating on the water was all kinds of rubbish and, you know, stuff that you can often see, bits of log and this, that and the other. And I could see all this filthy water coming towards this bridge and all the rubbish and junk that was on the surface and all passing under the bridge. And then it was as if the Lord said, now go to the other side of the bridge and see all that dirty water, all that rubbish passing away downstream to be lost forever. Then he said, now go back and look at the first side of the bridge. And when I I looked, the water had been purified. It was absolutely crystal, crystal clear. And there was no rubbish. There was no stuff floating on the surface. It was just absolutely pure. And God has been taking us through a, a purifying process in our lives in recent weeks.
And then as I looked, I saw Jesus. Now it's been my privilege to see him before, so in different ways, so I knew this is Jesus. He wasn't walking on the water, he was walking just above the water. And he came towards me on this water, pure water. And as he approached the bridge, it's a bit difficult to explain this, but it was as if he rose up out of the water and just enfolded me so that I was in him. And you know that Jesus said to the disciples, live in me and I in you. And I just knew that now I will be able to see what he sees, how he sees it, and would see the unfolding of all that he was promising. And as I continued to look upstream on all this pure water, I saw a company of angels, just like Jesus had been sort of above the water, not walking on the water, so they also. And the Lord said to me, I'm sending you these angels, not to me personally, you understand, but to kingdom faith. I'm sending you these angels because the harvest is going to be so great, you won't be able to cope with it on your own. And these angels will be working with you for the ingathering of the harvest that is going to take place. And I was aware that, of course, I was not alone on that bridge. That others, the leadership of Kingdom Faith, and then the people of Kingdom Faith, they were all around, standing on this bridge. And that God wanted everybody to understand the filthy water is passing out of your life. All, all that is represented by the rubbish that was floating on that water, that's all going downstream to be lost forever. Just as this scripture says. And then uh, as I continue to see more and more people, those who are not as yet part of kingdom faith, but those that God is bringing to know Jesus, those that are going to come out of the darkness of their sin and out of all the problems of, of life that they've been experiencing and into the freedom of Jesus Christ, more and more people were gathering. They were being brought. These, 
God was using us and he was using the angels to gather all these people so much so that the bridge was not big enough to contain them. So in this picture, the, what happened was the, the water, this pure water that was flowing down uh, began to increase. The, the current got stronger and stronger. And then the stream, because it was like a big stream at first, then the stream became a river and then the river became a flood. And as it became a flood, so I saw the bridge change. And the bridge was no longer a little bridge over a stream, but it was a big bridge over a mighty river, a bridge that had to span the whole of this flood water. And it needed to be that big because of the number of people that were coming. And this bridge, even this new bridge, was just filled with people. And I saw all this. Now, I don't know what time frame there will be between the beginning of that vision and, and when that bridge is so expansive that multitudes of people will be standing on it. I don't know, but what I do know is it's all about to begin. Because in my experience, every time that God turns up like this, that's the start. It's like blowing the whistle for the start of the match. You know, the referee says, right, off we go now. You know, he's looked at his watch and he said, it's time. Here we go. Now, of course, just as you can't conjure up anything like this, it has to be God in his way and his time. So there's actually nothing we can do to see the outworking of this except to believe that the Holy Spirit will enable and equip us and cause all this to unfold in the way that God intends for his praise and glory. What is required of all of us is to begin to fulfill this vision in the way that we can. Because you see, I saw myself at first alone and then with others and then more and more of the people of Kingdom Faith gathering on that bridge. Every one of you has to decide to come and stand on that bridge. Just because you're part of Kingdom Faith doesn't mean that this vision is going to be outworked in your life unless that happens with your compliance. That you are ready to cooperate with the Lord in what he wants to do. What does it mean to come and stand on the bridge? God has already begun this process, but it has to be a heart thing, obviously, that we want all the impurity to flow out of our lives, to flow downstream. Not, not just what we consider impure, but what God considers impure. 
that we will have nothing to do with things that are impure in the eyes of God. Because you see, Jesus came when the water was pure. Now only he can purify it, only he can work that. But he does need our cooperation. And at the same time, to stand on that bridge means the troubles, the things that have concerned us, that were represented by those bits of rubbish and stuff that were floating on the surface of the water, they also are going to pass away. But those two things go together, both in the scripture and in the vision. Let me read the scripture again. If you open your heart to him, and stretch out your hands to him in prayer. If you turn away from the sins you've been committing and allow nothing ungodly in your house, then surely you can look to the Lord without shame. You can be confident and not fear the outcome. Then you will forget your troubles. They will be as water that has already passed under the bridge. Then your life will be filled with light brighter than the noonday sun. Well, and your darkness will give way to a new dawn. You will feel secure for now you have hope. No matter what goes on around you, you can rest in safety. When you lie down, you will not be in fear of anyone. Instead, many will look to you for favor. There will be such favor upon your life that you will have a positive effect upon many other people. This has to be God, doesn't it? It has to be God. And of course, this vision, if you like, was just filled with light. It wasn't, you know, looking at this stream and this pure water and on a gloomy winter overcast day. It was full of light because wherever the Lord is, there is light because he is the light of the world. And what happens when all this impurity and, and uh, all the other muck and junk passes out of our lives is that the light shines not only upon us but within us. And wherever the light shines, the darkness disappears. Now, I know because I've been in this place a number of times before, you know, when when something like this happens and you tell other people, they hear it, but at the time they hear it, they're not part of it. Although they can see that it has significance and they can relate to it because of what God has already been doing. So <clears throat> I know that it's not the vision, but what God is saying to us has to become reality for all of us. So we have to make that decision. Okay, I'm going to stand on this bridge. I'm going to stand with Pastor Colin, Pastor Clive. I'm going to stand with the leaders. I'm going to stand with all those that have really been seeking after God with all their hearts. Now, there may be some of you that haven't really been seeking the Lord like that. You haven't really been 
crying out to him like Jesus tells us to pray, you know, to cry out to him from the heart day and night, that you haven't sort of been in that place yet. Well, don't worry because when God does something like this corporately, it's open to everyone. It may be that some people have, if you like, done the work in prayer more so than others. But the blessing is available to all. Of course, the measure you give is the measure you get back. So those that have really been seeking God with all their hearts can more readily enter into everything that he is promising to do. Now, what God has been making very clear to us and what we must understand about this vision is that God has only shown us this, said these things to us that he has over previous weeks because he's been bringing us to the point where you cannot stand on that bridge if you're concerned about yourself. Now, the purity and the, the impurity and the troubles need to pass out of your life, so you, you benefit. But the purpose of being on that bridge is for the sake of all those that can't stand on that bridge at present because they don't know the Lord. And we, we praise God that some people are attending the Alpha Course and, and they, they will be able to stand with us when they give their lives to Jesus, they'll be able to stand on that bridge and see the purity of God keep passing in their lives. It's as if the pure water just comes down that river and if there is anything impure on anybody standing in, in the bridge, it just passes out downstream, never to be seen again, like a continuous flow of the life, of the holiness, of the goodness of God just flowing through people's lives. But we're there, you see, first and foremost for God, for his purposes. Secondly, we're there for all those who can't stand there yet. We live to see more people saved. On the day of judgment, you know God is going to say to you, who did you bring with you? Whose life did you impact with my life so that they came out of darkness into light? so that they came to know me and to know my saving grace. So it's really a matter of saying, Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm making the decision to stand on that bridge. And I want all the impurity to pass out of my heart and life I'm sure that many of you will be conscious of how God has already begun that process in you and perhaps has been doing a deep work in your life in that way. I know a lot of impurity has passed out of my heart and life in recent weeks. And you know, it's only when you begin to seek God that you see things that you never even realized were there, that God begins to expose and show you things they may not be big things, they may only be little things, but they're still impure and they're still therefore of concern to the Lord. And he 
causes those things to pass out of our lives. This is the mercy of God. This is the mercy of God. Because in that mercy, he wants to deal with all the negatives so that then by his grace, he pours into our hearts and lives everything that is positive. Are you all with me? So we want to stand on that bridge and to see this constant stream of, of God's cleansing power in our lives so that we can, we can walk with him in the holiness and righteousness that is his desire and so that our lives will have more impact on those that are living in impurity. Can you see that, that the more the purity of God he works in us, the greater impact we can have on those who are living in impurity. Impure people can't impact impure people. See, un unholy people can't have much of an impact on unholy people. You know, sinners can't have much impact on sinners. But the more we allow God to do his work in us, then the more he will work through us. It's not what we would do, but it's more of his life will shine out of our lives. You know, let your light so shine before men that they will see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. So as, as far as I'm concerned, God has begun <laughs> what I've been longing for ages for him to start. And many, many years ago, 39 years ago, to be precise in the history of kingdom faith, we had a most wonderful revival. And at that time, we saw multitudes of people coming into the kingdom. I mean, those are times when it, it was frequently we saw a hundred people or more come to the Lord at a meeting. Sometimes if I was leading a, a mission somewhere, we would see as many as a thousand people coming to the Lord a week or in the few days, usually five days of the mission. We, we saw fruitfulness like that. Now, that's harvest. But God said to me at the time, this is only a foretaste of the feast that is to come. And you will live to see the feast. Well, 39 years is a long time to wait. Um, and I, I've been saying to the Lord recently, Lord, 40 years is, is the time in scripture. Have we got to wait till next year uh, before we see it? And God said, no, because of the year of mercy. You know, in, uh, in Jewish punishment, people were, were actually um, had to suffer 40 lashes. But they never administered the 40 lashes, only 39. There was always the one lash of mercy. Not much mercy, really, if you, <laughs> if you think about it. But I suppose 39 lashes is better than 40 lashes. But it's the year of mercy. God was simply using that to, to show me, look, what is happening is it's got nothing to do with 40 years. This is all a work of my mercy. It's all a work of my grace. It's all a work of my timing. Because God always has the perfect timing, doesn't he? And, you know, I, I would have wanted an encounter with God like this weeks ago. You know, at the beginning of the year when we were, I was really going for it. And I expect you were going for it. And, and, and I would love to have had that kind of encounter back then. 
But God knows what he's doing. He is the God of infinite wisdom. And just as we had a great encounter of the Lord before that foretaste began 39 years ago, so now the feast, the harvest, it's all there waiting to be reaped. And God is going to use every one of us. You don't, you don't have to worry about how or think to yourself, I'm not an evangelist or I'm not this, I'm not that. God, by the sheer corporate dynamic of what he's going to be doing, will, will just draw everybody in to the action. So long as, of course, we are prepared to stand on the bridge. I said to the Lord this morning, I said, Lord, I know you want me to share this vision with everyone, but it's got to, it's got to bear fruit. It's got to become fruitful. Uh, it's, it's no point just sharing a, a, a sort of personal encounter like that unless it's going to produce fruit in all of our lives. And God said to me, well, just encourage everybody to make the decision to stand on the bridge. That is going to be the, the important response for the people to make. We're not responding to a vision. Understand that. We're responding to the Lord. But the Lord has various ways of communicating his purpose to us. And a vision, an encounter with God such as this is just one of the ways he uses. If you, if you notice in your Bible, Old Testament and New Testament, all the men and women that God uses in significant ways have encounters with him before he uses them in significant ways. It's just the way of God. And it isn't that all the people have to have these encounters. But God does that with the leadership. And, and uh, you know, Caroline is here and she will know that she's, she's often said to me over the years, well, I don't meet with the Lord in that way. And there's a sense in which uh, she meets with the Lord all right. But, you know, we don't all need to meet with the Lord in the same way. The point is that leaders have to. If God is going to do significant things. And, and that's the same in scripture. Moses saw the burning bush, but not everybody that was delivered from Egypt saw the burning bush. Paul saw the bright light that shone as he was going to Damascus and his life was transformed. But not everybody who was impacted by his ministry during the subsequent years had that kind of encounter. They didn't need to but they shared in the impact, just like the people of Israel shared in the impact of what God did in Moses. So all those people that, all those churches that were begun through the ministry of, of um, Paul, they all shared in the fruit of the encounter that he had. And that's the only reason why I've shared this encounter this morning, because 
we can all benefit now from what God is going to do amongst us corporately. But what I want you to understand is as far as I'm concerned, we're not waiting any longer. We're not waiting for something to happen in the future. God has already been at work in all of us in different ways, preparing us. But now I believe the action is going to begin. And we're going to begin to see the first fruits of what God has been promising. So shall we stand to our feet? Just remember, you're not responding to a vision. You're not responding to an experience I've had, anything like that. We're responding to the Lord, the Lord who's given the vision as an encouragement to us all, not just to me. So just close your eyes so you're not distracted by anything else. Can you notice what a calmness there is, what a peace there is about all this this morning? The Lord is here. The Spirit is present among his people. God is always here, but sometimes he manifests his presence. He's doing that right now. Now, what none of us can do is to hide what is going on in our hearts and minds from God. So he actually knows already how you are responding to what you've heard. He's, he's been listening to your heart. Even while I've been speaking, he's been listening to the heart of everybody in this room. God is able to do that kind of thing. So he knows your heart. And he knows that you need to make that decision. I, I put it in these terms because this is the vision that God has chosen to give. Can you make that decision now? Lord, I choose to stand upon that bridge. And I look upstream and see where the water is pure. And I want all that purity to wash through my life to cleanse me of all that is impure in your sight. I don't want to hold on to anything of the flesh, anything of self that is impure and unholy and ungodly. 
And I thank you for the living water of your spirit that is pure and undefiled and washes afresh through my life this morning. I thank you for the power of your blood that you shed for me, the blood that is able to cleanse me from everything that would defile me in your presence. And Lord, by faith, I see all these impurities being washed downstream. They will never be able to come and pass under this bridge again. They're history. That actually what you're doing at this moment is this work of cleansing of everything that we're holding before you, every impurity, any impurity of heart. Thank you as we open our hearts to you. You cleanse us. Not simply for our sake, but for your glory and so that we can be the witnesses that you want us to be. Now remember the word, just keep, keep praying. You will forget your troubles, they will be as water that has already passed under the bridge. Thank the Lord that as the impurity is passing away, so are the troubles. Whatever the troubles are, whatever that word signifies for you, the purity of that living water, the power of the Holy Spirit is setting you free from those troubles. Believe that. Some of them will be resolved immediately. Some may take a process, but that process is certainly beginning at this moment. Those troubles are not going to prevail. They're not going to last in your life. Like the impurities, they're passing downstream, never to be seen again, never to have to pass under that bridge again. Praise your holy name, Lord. Come on, let's praise him, let's thank him. God is just showing me that, that there are things that have needed to be resolved in some people for a long time that actually just by the sheer power of the anointing of his presence now, God is dealing with those things. They're passing out of your life this morning. This is the miracle working power of God, isn't it? Hallelujah. He is blessing you. He is healing you. He is setting you free. Whatever it is that takes away those impurities and, and deals with those troubles. Can you see them with the eyes of faith? Can you see those troubles just passing under the bridge and passing away, never to be seen again? 
Oh, thank you, Lord. They're going downstream. They're passing out of my life. You see, when God gives uh, visions like this, it's just to help our faith, that's all. Just to encourage our faith. See those things passing out of your life. Don't hold on to them. Don't hold on to any of the impurity. Don't hold on to any of the burdens, any of the troubles. Just see them passing away. Hallelujah. See a new freedom, a new peace, and a new joy coming into your life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. A couple of weeks ago, I was talking about your journey to heaven. Can you see how God has equipped you this morning for your journey to heaven? And we saw that the way that Jesus said, the real way is to live in him and he in us. And I wondered two weeks ago, Lord, why do you want to give a message such as this? Now it all makes sense that he was preparing the way for what he's doing this morning. Because you see, just as the Lord sort of enveloped me, so he has already enveloped you. You already live in him. <clears throat> Once you've surrendered your life to him, have been born again and received the gift of his spirit. So for most of you, that is what has already taken place. You live in Christ, you live in his love, you live in his power, you live in his freedom, you live in his victory, and he lives in you. Can you thank him for that? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Now, we haven't, we haven't finished because we stand on that bridge first for his glory. So just thank the Lord that he is going to be glorified further in your life because of what he's doing in you this morning. Right? And, and we're doing it not for our sake, but for the benefit of all those that are going to be reached with the gospel, the harvest. See, the harvest is people, right? It's people that don't yet know Jesus. So can you thank the Lord for the harvest? I mean, Jesus says, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it. I've received the harvest. Have you received the harvest? I mean, in my heart, in my spirit, I've received the harvest. That harvest has to happen. I mean, there's no doubt about it. It's not, well, it may or may or may not. Or, no, no, no. There's absolutely no question. There's no doubt. There's going to be the harvest. Hallelujah. We're going to see many, many, many come and stand with us on that bridge. We're going to see the bridge lengthen. We're going to see the stream become a river and the river become a flood. We're going to see the, 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 the stream of water increasing in the current of the water, increasing in pace and intensity in these coming days and weeks. This is a process, my friends. What God is talking about this morning is just the beginning of the process. So we praise God. We give you glory, Lord. We give you honor. Come on, let's, let's, let's pray in the spirit for a moment. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Pora tapari eleto papa papara sandari elenum. Santo papa katara And And finally, I believe we, we need to do two things. First, thank God for the great privilege.
of standing on that bridge. Amen. <laughs> Great privilege of being part of the purpose of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. A great privilege of being called by him to make our lives have eternal significance, not only for ourselves because we have eternal life, but of eternal significance for many other people who are going to come and receive the gift of eternal life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And finally, we just need to pray for all those that are going to come and join us on that bridge. Let's thank God for them. We thank you, Lord, for that multitude of people that over these coming months and years are going to come and stand with us on that bridge. We thank you that the bridge will have to get bigger to accommodate them all, but we thank you that's okay because by then the stream will have become a river and the river will have become a flood and we will just be carried along by all that you are doing. And we bless your holy name. We praise your holy name. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. Hallelujah. So in standing upon that bridge, it's like saying, Lord, my life is available to you. For you to use me to be a blessing to others and to really be a witness to others. God will enable that. You know, he, he's not going to make you do things that, that you'll find impossible to do. No, God, God is going to use every one of you in the way that he will. So just turn now to at least three or four other people and say to them, I've decided to stand on that bridge. Speak out. Speak it out. And just, just before we finish, I'll say one more thing which I wasn't intending to say. You know, in the couple of days or so before God gave me this vision, I was saying to the Lord personally, Lord, I cannot miss your best purpose. I cannot die before seeing all that you have said you want to do. And it was almost as if there was a fear, you know, Lord, I, I, I can't face you. I wouldn't be able to face you on the day of judgment without seeing all that, that you have promised. And I don't normally think like that. And I was sort of rather surprised that I was. And, and what I realize now is that I had to come to that point before God could do what he chose to do. So I am, well, I mean, I do know, but it's, it's absolutely obvious that there is nothing about me that can cause any of this to happen. That it is all has to be Jesus from first to last. But he is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the ending. So can we just give him a great shout of praise? Hallelujah. 
Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.